Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we will be continuing our devotional series, The Gospel According to Zechariah. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart, and we'd love to have you join us over there. Hi there, good morning to you. Uh, so we're looking in um, Zechariah chapter 10 today. We're uh, plowing on through Zechariah and uh, let's have a look in chapter 10, verse 1. Ask the Lord for the rain in the springtime. It is the Lord who makes the storm clouds. He gives showers of rain to men and plants of the field to everyone. The idols speak deceit. Diviners see visions that lie. They tell dreams that are false. They give comfort in vain. Therefore, the people wonder like sheep, oppressed for lack of a shepherd. My anger burns against the shepherds and I will punish the leaders. For the Lord Almighty will care for his flock, the house of Judah, and make them like a proud horse in battle. So in Zechariah chapters 9 and 10, there has been a huge list of blessings that God intends to give to his people. So back in chapter 9, you may remember these amazing pictures of how the people of God are in this prisoners in a waterless pit, but that they are described by God as prisoners of hope and that he will restore to them twice as much as they have lost and he will bless them and he will give them strength and so on. Amazing blessings. Culminating in verse 16 of chapter 9, the Lord their God will save them on that day as the flock of his people. They will sparkle in the land like jewels in a crown. How attractive and beautiful they will be. So wonderful promises. Now, you can imagine the people listening to Zechariah uh, waxing lyrical about these great things that God's going to do. And they may be saying, well, that's all very well, Zechariah. But right now we have got crops that are not swelling because we haven't got the spring rains. We're struggling to make ends meet. And so it's all very well, great promises, but we need some rain. And the reality is, and the wonderful thing is that God does attend to our practical needs as well as to our ultimate spiritual needs. And actually, the picture of rain is a picture of both God providing for us practically, but also ultimately, of course, the water of his spirit. But here they are saying, you know, it's all very well having autumn rains. Autumn rains come and they cause the seeds to germinate and so on. And they've had that. So they've had some good things. But then we need the spring rains, the rains in February which will actually cause the grain to swell and then to be ready for harvest. And so they are saying, you know, we're just not just looking for the past at what God's done in the past, but right now, today, we need his presence and his blessings. And God has promised that he will indeed give rain for his people. Back in Deuteronomy and chapter 11, it says, if you faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today, verse chapter 11 and verse 13, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rain, so that you may gather in your grain, new wine 
and oil. I will provide grasses in the fields for your cattle and you will eat and be satisfied. God had promised that. And again, there's another similar promise in Ezekiel and uh, chapter 34, which says that I will bless them and I will send down showers in season and there will be showers of blessing. The trees of the field will yield their fruit and the ground will yield its crop and the people will be secure in the land and they will know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and rescue them. And so promises there. Now, Zechariah says in chapter 10, verse one, ask the Lord for rain in the springtime. It is the Lord who makes the storm clouds. So the promises are there, but that doesn't mean we should be passive. We should ask God to give us what he has promised. And that is the foundation of prayer, isn't it? That we have the great promises of God, but we come then with confidence and we say, Lord, will you give us what you have promised? Ask the Lord for rain in the springtime. And so they're encouraged to do that and not, as it says in verse uh, two, not to rely on idols that are useless. But I have a wonderful commentary, one of several commentaries I have. And this one is uh, on Zachariah by Phillips. And he talks about the whole thing of us asking and relying on God. And I think this will be helpful for us as we start our day today. We must not only work, but we must also pray. We must humbly appeal to the one who is not bound or limited as we are, who is able to ensure all our needs, who is greater than every power in the universe. Prayer is an appeal to God for our needs and a confession of our weakness, our dependence and our trust in him. Prayer says that he is God and there is no other. You see, God alone can provide rain. We're powerless in terms of being able to give rain. So we therefore have to be reliant upon God, don't we? And so he goes on to say that how many times do we think that we do not need God's help? We tend to be self-reliant rather than God-reliant. And the evidence of this is uncovered in our lack of prayer. We do not pray for God's spirit at the beginning of the day. And the reason can only be that we're confident of our own spirituality. We do not ask for wisdom when called upon to make decisions, and this shows pride in our own intellect. We do not pray for God's help in a difficult relationship because we think we can work it out all on our own. But as is bountifully shown in our lives, such self-confidence is badly misplaced. We have a clear need for God's help and therefore for prayer. We desperately need God's spirit if we're to live in a godly manner. We dearly need wisdom from God to overcome our terrible folly. And we need God's active grace in our own hearts and in the hearts of others if we are to love and enjoy godly harmony. Truly, the Apostle James's words are the epitaph emblazoned upon so much of our spiritual and moral deadness. You do not have because you do not ask. It goes on, of course, to remind us of how Jesus told us to pray, give us today our daily bread. Daily, we should come to God and ask him for wisdom. And it doesn't have to be long, complicated prayers, but just simply showing our reliance upon God, not our reliance upon idols. As it goes on to say in verse two, the idols speak deceit. 
diviners and so on, they comfort in vain. What had happened was people had these household gods, little portable gods they carried around and they gave offerings to them and 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 uh, they wander away from uh, from God because of relying on those things which are absolutely useless. Now, it tells us that it's the shepherds of God's people who had led them astray to follow after idols. And God's anger is burning against the shepherds and he's going to punish the leaders because they were the ones who were responsible for the spiritual deadness within the people of God in the past and who they're now tempted to go back to if they have bad leadership. One of the things that we find when God is going to revive his people is that he replaces bad leaders with good leaders. We find that with Saul who was not a good leader, not a good king, not a god, man after God's own heart. He's replaced by David, a man after God's own heart, who then leads his people, shepherds his people well. We find that at the time of the Reformation, where God in his grace and mercy replaced corrupt leaders uh, within the church with, with good leadership. And leadership then brought revival and reformation, because that's what happens when God sees his people in a bad state. It's usually because there is bad leadership. And so he replaces those with good godly leadership. And so we need to pray for godly shepherds uh, for his people and godly teachers who will teach and feed people so that they don't rely on false gods, but on the true God. And so he says that he's replaced the leaders. And I love how it finishes in verse three, the Lord Almighty will care for his flock, the house of Judah. God will be the shepherd for his people. What a wonderful shepherd he is. It told us back in verse 16 that he will be the flock. He will care for the flock of his people. We can rely upon God as our shepherd. If you've watched Jeremy Clarkson's farm. I would strongly recommend it. It's a brilliant series on Amazon Prime. Um, Kate's looking at me. Uh, perhaps, uh, I don't know, maybe there's a few swear words in there or something, but it, it is it is very well done. And um, certainly, you know, you see there that he gets himself a flock of sheep and he's very proud of his sheep and, and they are his sheep. Uh, and then he goes out and he tries to find good pasture for them. I was reading about a shepherd this morning who says that, you know, the shepherd will own his sheep. They will be his. They will be precious to him. And then he will go out and he will clear ground and he will remove poisonous plants that they might be damaged by. And he will prepare the way for them so that they have good pasture to go into to be cared for. And that's what God does. He owns us. We belong to him. He's bought us with a price. We are his sheep, the flock of his pasture and he gives us good pasture and he prepares places for us to provide for us. But we're called to look to him in dependence, to ask him that he might give us rain for the crops, that he might provide for us as his sheep. He is an excellent arable and um, animal farmer. He provides in every way for us. And so let us pray right now as we finish. Lord, we do thank you that you provide for us we want to look to you today. We want to look to your provision. We want to ask for your wisdom. We want to pray for your strength. 
We ask you that you would give us everything that we need today. Lord God, that you give us our daily bread, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, that you would give us wisdom in relationships. Lord, we pray for a productive day. We pray for a good day. Lord, a successful day as far as you determine success. Lord, we ask you that we would know you, we'd walk with you, humbly dependent upon you, our good shepherds. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.